Welcome everyone to the fourth episode of Taste Talks. I think it's four. I, I lost track, even though I, like there's only three episodes, right? I can check for you. No, it's fine. You, you're we're, good. We're live. Also. You're good. We're I live. Know. We're I live know. streaming this. I know we're live. No, we're not live streaming. Okay. Uh, but hello everyone. Welcome to the fourth episode of Taste Talks. My name is Tamor, and this is a variety podcast where we talk about random stuff. Today I'm joined with Austin. My name is Tim. And I'm still Tamor. And so basically the basic format of this podcast is I just talk about random stuff and we just, you know, roll along with it. Timothy and Austin are my two very good high school friends who we've stayed in touch for a very long time. Also the two people who were on this channel first. So with my first video, that amnesia one. And the most popular. Yeah, how does it feel to be famous? Uh, to all you taste fans out there. Wow. Nice to meet you. And uh, he's a good guy. Keep watching this stuff. Oh, thanks. Wow. Yeah. I watch Taze religiously. Um, <laughs> and he has no connection with the cult. Taze. No. Taze? I think it's like Tai Z. Tai Z. So he like, has no relation. It's like T A I Z and then an apostrophe on the E. Not apostrophe. Yeah. Okay. Accent on the E. Okay. It's it's weird. I It's like a religion formed in like Spain or something. It's like a very small religion. And like, I have no idea anything about it. But we share, like, very similar names. As we were saying, <laughs> no relation. <laughs> no relation, no not relation, at all. But I support Taste's channel and his podcasts. And, yeah. Well, thank you. You know, you guys, you don't have to suck up to me, you know? We're not sucking up. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I see how it is. I see how it is. <laughs> Alright, so, well, we just got back from watching the latest Star Wars movie, Episode Nine, And, uh, whew. That was a very controversial film, I hear. We have a lot to unpack. We do. I mean, me personally, oh my god. Yeah. See, apparently I'm in the minority. I liked it. It was, it was, I feel like I'm also disillusioned because episode eight was bad. And like, I was like, oh, you know, episode nine, is, it's going to be bad. So I'm just like, along for the ride. Your expectations were down here. My <laughs> expectations were very low. And it was, it was not bad. It was definitely not good. But it was not bad. Like, I, I enjoyed watching it. I wouldn't watch it again. Definitely not in theaters. No. Yeah. But if, if I were to watch it again, I'd probably be like, if I had a Disney Plus subscription and just watch it there. I think that the movie was not a good movie, no matter how you look at it. Whether you're a Star Wars fan, or just Ooh. someone who likes movies in general. I have the Wikipedia up on my phone right now because I don't even remember everything that happened in the movie. Oh, nice. It was that unforgettable <laughs> to me. So it was really I like I, it's hard to remember every single scene in that movie. Maybe it was just too much, or maybe it was just not impactful enough. Well, why don't we start at the kind of the start start of the movie? Okay, yeah. And for people listening, you know, this is gonna be spoiler talk. This yeah. is gonna be the rise of Skywalker. All spoilers. If you uh, want to avoid spoilers, uh, just don't watch this. Or yeah, unless you have a timestamp you want to give them. Uh, I was I was looking. I was like maybe like twenty minutes, but I have no idea how long we're gonna talk about this movie. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, to start, the movie started off so fast and it never stopped, and the mm -hmm. whole time you're just being fed exposition after exposition just to lead the story on. Yeah. What did it? What did it? Do you do you, you have the plot up? How I have the plot up. How did they start the movie? Well, like all Star Wars movies, it starts in the middle of the action. Right. You no. Know? It's, uh, Kylo Ren obtains the Sith Wayfinder device and uh, leads him to the uncharted planet Exegol. And he finds Palpatine, who reveals that he created Snoke 
as a puppet to control the first order and lure Kylo to the dark side. Um, and then we see his secret armada of Star Destroyers that destroy planets. And, um, and then it cuts to Finn and Poe getting intel from the spy. Mm. Honestly, that was a lot. Like, yeah. Kylo Ren, like, they just shoved Palpatine in your face. They were like, he's back, he's evil, and he's got a bunch of armies. We started going to the movies with Tim going, I don't want any spoilers, but I already know Palpatine is in the <laughs> yeah. movie. And we're like, wait, that wasn't the trailer. And the very first thing you see in the credits is, Emperor Palpatine is back. I'm like, well, there you go, dude. That's true. I, I remember the first trailer, though. It wasn't like Palpatine like voiceover. Like he had like, a sinister laugh or something at the end. So it was like tease, like, oh, he might be in the movie. And people were like speculating. Right. But they just like, they disregard all mystery about Palpatine. He's like, he's back. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Oh. It's me. I think that already defeats a, a bit of the suspense that was in the beginning, right? Yeah. That you're kind of at the end of 8 wondering what's going to happen next. And in exposition, you already get introduced to new, um, new antagonists without any sort of build-up. It's just in the, 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 the rolling credits, whatever they're called, yeah. the intro. Um, so I don't think that that was a good start in the first place. It's great for Disney because they can make so many spin-offs in that gap that they left. Oh That's true. That's Which true. is basically one of the biggest problems with this movie the amount of spin-offs you can make with like every single chapter of that movie because of how much just crap was crammed into it it was like well it's supposed to be about ray but it ended up turning into be about like god knows what like about everything else like do we need do we need to know um poe's backstory do we need to know this like deserter whole deserter thing with Finn or I mean I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I like that they focus on the deserters because obviously in this giant army there's gonna be deserters but it's like it felt very very small in the scope of every single thing else and it could be expanded upon a lot and they're gonna do it and they're gonna capitalize on all the money because they, they just do they always do yeah right I think that's the worst thing about having Disney produce these movies is that you always wonder if there's some sort of ulterior motive to why something's coming up, whether it's a new toy or some <laughs> sort of spin-off that you can't really enjoy the movie on its own for as like an art form and as a way to convey ideas. You have to wonder like, is Disney doing this so they can get their next big buck or next big hit? And I think that's part of why this movie doesn't, or being produced by Disney kind of always has a thought in the back of my mind when I'm watching. Yeah, like the robot dog that popped up. That wasn't really a dog, but I thought it was a dog. <laughs> <laughs> and then also now that I realize that Ray's lightsaber, you know they changed the yellow the, one. Yeah, the yellow one. They changed the entire design of it, and it's like it's true. That's gonna be sold too, you know. Yeah. It's yeah, like true. now you're gonna have a. Ray that'd be cool though. Like if they have a toy that if you turn it, it shoots out. That'd be interesting engineering. So what are the goods? The good about this movie. The visuals. Oh, I think that is literally the only thing about this movie. Actually, no. We discussing this earlier. Found the second thing I think I like really appreciated was Kylo Ren's story because as minimal as like annoying as he was in the first two movies, at least in this movie, he got his closure. He like accepted the fact I'm still Ben Skywalker. So that was cool. But yeah, visuals pristine. Yeah. I feel like I feel like the this sequel, this movies weren't even about Ray. Like if you just said like this was Kylo Ren's story, 
it makes more sense. Mm-hmm. You know, because Kylo Ren was way more developed, even though like Ray is supposed to be like the poster child, and it's all about her and who are her parents, and oh my god, it's Palpatine. Oh, well, then it's a little crazy. But it's like if you focus on like Kylo Ren, it's a more complete story. You know, you had the beginning, mm-hmm. the middle, and the end, and that's good. Also, the visuals, the fight scene that they had on the water planet, that was cool. That was really cool. Yeah. yeah. Like all those scenes, I could be like, this is iconic. You know, because like if you look at the old Star Wars movies, there's a lot of planets and stuff like they become so iconic today. That's true. The some of those scenes were like, this is gonna be iconic. Yeah. Dude, the water simulations. Oh. Oh, the what? The water simulation. The waves. Oh yeah. The water for sure. Like when he was heal when Ray was healing Kylo Ren, and then like water splatted on him. They all. They- that is pristine visual effects look real like I, that's like the magic of CGI and visual effects that I genuinely appreciate and I appreciate they had the money to do all that there was no story to back it up though I agree um, I think something they did well was that they set up all the characters to have interesting or not all of the characters but a good amount of the characters to have interesting emotional aspects to them but they didn't ever follow through with it I think that's something that left something to be desired yeah we talked about earlier about C-3PO losing his memory. I thought that was a great setup, but they never really went through with it being an actual emotional loss. And then he ended up not losing his memory when R2-D2 revived it anyway. Yeah. And so it's kind of like they had an opportunity and they like had a moment to like really show that people are sacrificing things so that things come back together, but they kind of undid themselves. Yeah. Just, which was disappointing. Just like Chewbacca getting killed by Rey and then... Surprise, he wasn't actually killed by Ray. Right. And then that one assassin girl, I, th- I don't know if she was an assassin, that... The mass... The, the mass She's a sand, what's a red sand, whatever. What was like Traitor. Yeah, what were they trade? Spice Traitor. Spice, Spice Traitor. Traitor. There you go, <laughs> Red <laughs> Sand. That's how forgettable this part Isn't Red Sand from like the first two movies or something? I don't know. It's idea. like their like version of cocaine or something, right? Yeah. It is? I think, the, I think Spice is drugs. I thought that was Death Sticks. Yeah, no. Uh, Spice, I understood, was drugs. Yeah. Not actual spices. Oh. Death Sticks are um, cigarettes. <laughs> oh, that's just cigarettes. Yeah. Why would I cigarettes? Also, why would Poe be ashamed of being a spice runner? Yeah, it's not pepper. I, yeah, <laughs> you could tell I was confused. <laughs> it's like, oh no, I can't let them know I dealt pepper. <laughs> but uh, no, like those two people and the tiny guy, the, the, they were the only two people on that planet that blew up and they were alive. And then also, who also was a fake out? Oh, Ben, Ben Solo. He died when Ray stabbed him. But he's like, oh, we'll bring him back. Yeah. And then we'll just kill him later. Right. Oh my so god. Like, okay. Which, which is like a good segue into two really big issues. I mean, Deus Ex Machina's were always an issue with Star Wars. Everyone complained about it since like episode one through six. Like that's always been the thing with Star Wars. Even like like the Clone War animations, like the the the, the one Disney said is no longer canon, and then like General Grievous in this weird cartoon form. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the animated show. Yeah. Yeah. The anim- yeah. yeah. The other part's consequence. Not everything they just said is like removing the consequence of their action and the impact could have been way stronger. Yeah. Like C3PO literally like C2 literally died. Like, <laughs> In a way, died. yeah, he died because that's all droids have. Yeah, yeah. The entire history of episodes one through eight erased. Mm-hmm. The impact of that should have been felt, and everyone, like honestly, we should have shed a tear. Mm-hmm. But instead, he Tim was laughing next to me because <laughs> of how like they just threw like what? How did you how did you describe it? Like you said they like he was a joke, or 
they they did make him as a joke. People were laughing at the fact that he didn't know anything and that he was finding out things for the first time. But honestly, I kept on whispering to Tamora that this is really sad. Yeah, yeah. it was really honestly sad. really sad. But I think a lot of people in the theater were laughing because they made it with comedic timing. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, people he was like, Hi, I'm C3PO. Nice to meet you while they're talking about like all diff- different porn stuff. Yeah. And the, the little guy is like, Oh, my name is like Baba Booey or something like <laughs> that. And it's like, Oh, nice to meet you. And it's like, This is totally unnecessary. And then like later on in the film, he's like, Oh, it's Baba Booey. And C3PO is like, Oh, that's my oldest friend. And it's like, <laughs> that's, so that's, sad. that's like sad because it's it like Anakin's the one who designed him. He's his oldest yeah. friend. And then yeah. now it's like, comedic because it's like oh he's not really haha he's just joking it's a little alien guy and it's like no but yeah yeah it was it's a weird setting for that fans for the amount of fan service that happens in this movie Mm. that would have been a great way of like an emotional fan service because like you said anakin built him like i feel like someone even ray who was training under leia would should have been like damn just lost all of that yeah from that and like he erased all of his memory of all of this. Like, <sighs> come on! If you're a Star Wars fanboy and all of a sudden your Star Wars universe was erased, you would be kind of sad. Yeah. But no, everyone was laughing instead, which is the, honestly kind of more heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, which is the same thing. It's just, there's no consequences for the actions, you know? Yeah. Like, especially like killing everyone, like all those stormtroopers that we talked about that die who are children who are abducted from different families and brainwashed and grown up, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. just like Finn, and then Finn shoots him, like, without any remorse. He's yeah. like, bah, 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 bah. It's like, okay, you know, they're all dead. And then, like, Kylo Ren with the Knights of Ren. Like, kill, kill them all. Ha, ha, ha. I love the scene, though, when he pulls a lightsaber out from behind him and he's, like, shrugs. He's like, yeah, it's Jedi stuff. You know, I was like, eh. Yeah, it's convenient. We're not going to explain it. And he just kills, like, his old friends and stuff like that. It's like, okay there's like there's no remorse about those things that are like so impactful right and something else i'm thinking about is that the the deaths that did happen didn't feel like they were a consequence of any action leia's death felt random and yeah obviously it's necessary to an extent because of you know what happened to uh, carrie fisher but i think they could have done more with the connection of ben and leia being connected by some sort of for- something like that yeah they, they harped more on about how sad it was that Leia died and nothing about the actions that led up to it yeah. and, like, why that happened in the first place. I wish I knew she was, like, sick or something. Because she's just kind of, like... I, there must have been some sort of force connection. I, I don't know. I, I think it was because she was connected to Ben while Ray stabbed her. Or stabbed him, right? Isn't that why she, like, died? That's what I think. But is I, that how the force works? I don't, don't, you, don't you talk to me about how the force works, okay? Yeah. None of us <laughs> know. The force could be whatever the heck the force wants. The force works in a mysterious way. How many midichlorians do you have, Austin? <laughs> Are you prepared. qualified to say this? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think it's because Ray stabbed uh, Ben, and that's why he, like, he died, or oh, she call- dies. Wait, we're calling him Ben now? Yeah, dude. Kylo Ren's dead. Didn't you watch the movie? It's Kylo Ben. Ben's, <laughs> technically, Ben is dead, too. Yeah, that which, that one was also weird because it's like he like uses life force, I guess, to give Ray life because she was dead. She was straight up. She dead. was straight up dead. And then he gave her his life, and then they kissed, and then he just keels over. It's like okay. <laughs> well, let's be real. He wanted to save enough energy to get that in. Honestly, though, honestly, let's be real. Okay. But didn't that like like can you like cringe a little when that kiss happened because it felt kind of. 
force. Where was the love interest between them? They were FaceTiming throughout all of yeah. <laughs> episode eight. They were really he cool. was like sending her into his home, right? Like she yeah. was videoing him from his quarters with Darth Vader's home. Dude, they were videoing when he was shirtless, okay? Let's, oh, I remember that yeah, scene. Let's yeah. talk about that connotation, you know? Yeah, but I mean, like, could have been like a brother and sister thing. Yeah, I'm... Nah, no, no, <laughs> no, not no. This is not Game of Thrones, awesome. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I look, it happened in episode five. Is all I'm saying. And I'm just like, I. Just... Do you think they would do the same things over and over? That's not what Star Wars does. Oh, as yeah. I say sarcastically. Yes, yeah. it doesn't mean that sarcastically. <laughs> but it still feels. It's a, that kiss still felt forced. And there was a second. You can't question the force. There was a second kiss <laughs> that happened that I feel like JJ just kind of just threw in there for like modern modernity sake. Oh, the, the oh, two oh, girls. The oh, two girls. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't know you liked her. Yeah. Why are you two kissing? To, to be fair, if they really wanted to take a stand, they would show someone kissing an alien. You know. Hmm. Because there but, are no romances that develop that with true. different species. You know who does it better. Who? Overwatch. They do. Who kid, who they do. They, what? They do robot and human like relationship better, but Star Wars doesn't do any of that. They did that in her. <laughs> That's yeah. True. They oh did yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a really uncomfortable scene. Anyway, I did not watch her. So okay. I don't know what's that, it was a good movie though. You should watch it. Oh, and the uh, shape Shape of Water. So the Shape of Water was good. Yeah, I watched it. Good. It was okay. good. The whole movie was about screwing this alien. Honestly, though, oh. honestly, and like when they made that dick joke about him, that was a little weird. It was, like, a, little, it was a little weird. I gotta look this up. <laughs> I can describe to you the scene. Basically, how did she do it? She was like this. Okay, we're, we're on a podcast. I can't like yeah. <laughs> show you, but maybe one day if it goes video, you know? Oh, wait, 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 wait. This would be this could be potential spoilers for anyone who wants to watch Shape of Water. <laughs> I know, we're gonna <laughs> everything. But uh, no, there's a scene where. She, the main uh, actress, is talking to one of the coworkers that she has. She's deaf. Uh, yeah, she's deaf and mute. Yeah, she's deaf and mute. Yes. And then the coworker is like asking her, like in sign language, that like does she have the, or does the alien fish have you know that thing? And like she like motions her hands like show like length of a yeah. schlong. Yeah. And then literally like and she goes like, mm-hmm. oh man, and, and the- she like nods her head like creepily. And oh I'm, like, man. I'm, like, okay. And then and then the friend asks, how? Like where is it? Because you see the whole alien's body. There's uh-huh. clearly no nothing there. Yeah. And so she cups her hands together and demonstrates how it comes out. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to do it with my hands. But okay. if any of you, are, I, I'm not interested either. If you're all interested, while Shape of Water, it's like in like the sixty percent of the way into the movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. Let's hope that doesn't keep it out for you. But anyways, that that just seems just weird. You know, like they're great movies, and then there's just movies that have just weird scenes in them. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Last Jedi when he milks the thing, it was totally unnecessary. That's true. Totally unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> Space Leia. But you know what I realized? Space <laughs> Disney wanted to just cash in on blue and green milk. That's what they sell at the Star Wars line at Disneyland. Have you actually? Heard? Yeah, they sell that. Oh they God, sell blue right. or green milk. Like yeah. I said earlier, yeah. it's there's like, always a subversive reason for everything that shows up. No, no other reason, just to cash in on that. So we kind of transitioned from like talking about some of the good or all of the good mm-hmm. of Episode Nine, and now we're right back in the bad. It just honestly shows you there's a lot of like as much as you like like the movie, there's like a tugging feeling of like it could have been better. Ah, uh, and. I don't know who said this, but it's a, it's a good skeleton for a lot of awesome stuff. The ending where they show the deserters talking, well, that deserter talking to Lan, Lan, Lando, Lando, 
Yeah. 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 Um, that's awesome. Like, I feel like it's going to be an awesome ser- like series, show, movie, whatever it is. That's going to be pretty cool. Look at The Mandalorian. It's fantastic. And then you got um, the whole history of Poe. That's been pretty cool. Yeah. Maybe even show the dark past of Finn getting abducted and becoming a stormtrooper. Now that... That'd yeah, be interesting. That'd be interesting too. Or maybe even show fate. I have fate. Ray's parents, like selling her off, and then yeah, I don't, trying yeah. to survive through all of that. I mean, you saw them die pretty quick, though. Oh yeah, but or anything before that. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I feel like there's a lot of stuff. Some of it could be like easily stretched this series. Some might just be like you know a good four episode series. You know, it doesn't oh, need yeah. to be like three seasons. Like Chernobyl. Oh my god. That was really good. Oh, yeah. uh, dude. You all watched it? Yeah. Yeah. So, you haven't watched it? No, I don't have HBO. You should watch it. It's you should watch it. I, I, I just know it's just It's fantastic. so good. It's very good. It's so good. <sighs> and I also want to watch Barry on HBO. Oh my god, I love Barry. Barry's, Barry's so good. I heard such good things about that. What's that about? It's, uh, it's a retired um, assassin uh-huh. who would kill people on the black market turned com- comedic actor. He must have become a comedian. Yeah, okay. so basically the first episode's premise is he has a contract to kill an actor. Uh-huh. And in the process, he gets like looped into their acting antics. Uh-huh. And he's like, this is my calling. I want to do this. <laughs> and he's like, not a good actor. Okay. So it's like very comedic and stuff yeah. like that. And like stuff in his past haunts him and stuff. But if, you, if you're not really interested in watching the show... If you watch season two, episode like four or five, uh-huh. one of the best episodes of television I've ever watched. Huh. Like it was just, it's like straight up just bonkers. Okay. And I loved it. Like the entirety of the show, it's good. Uh-huh. But in that one episode, I was like, this is like so ridiculous and so entertaining that I, I really liked it. Dude, these, these shows flow naturally because like, take the Mandalorian, right? Like that show revolves around that character. But... This sequel trilogy, none of that flows. It's just, it's, we were laughing at the blatant exposition to drive the story. These one-liners, like, random objects, especially the dagger. Oh my god, that dagger. (laughs) Why did 3PO, why was, why was 3PO not able to translate the the Sith language? That was just, that just. It was in his programming. (sighs) I mean, it, it makes sense, but it wasn't. It didn't make enough sense to extend the movie by 30 minutes, yeah. showing them how to hack it, you know? Yeah. It was like, you could have used that 30 minutes for, like, good character character building, but instead you, like, wiped C-3PO's memory, did all that stuff, and literally, as, as I said, like, earlier, they went on such a long, long mission to find the other crystal that conveniently only two crystals were made in the entire universe. Yeah, like, two, right? Is it, like... a synonym for sick whatever yeah i don't know but it was like just two right and then the one crystal they get like it just gets destroyed by kylo ren and then ray ends up using the other one that kylo ren already had anyway so it was like that whole arc of just like try to find this crystal useless hold on it was in it was in his tie interceptor right yeah whole time didn't his tie interceptor get blown up earlier he probably took it out he probably took it out and put it in the other one yeah exactly the same though exactly the same tie fight though what? Yeah. It could have been a different island. But like, yeah, it was, it was, it was weird. Yeah. I think the reason why the first half of the movie was really stale was because everyone was together, but no one really made an impact because it was just Ray walking off somewhere and being, oh my God, I sense something in the force. And then <laughs> Kylo like, oh, does the so dimension much. thing and like somehow packs her in wherever she is. 
and it felt super linear and they were jumping place to place but nothing ever got really fleshed out place to place and there were so many illogical things to happen like um Chewie getting abducted by the Knights of Ren mm-hmm. but was not that transport and they also didn't check the ship that Chewie just walked out of oh my god it was just so irrational yeah everything just felt very strange and I mean and the plot like there were so many points in the plot if they didn't discover that point that there was a point that I think Tim just snickered at everything yeah. and I was snickering with him yeah <laughs> like <laughs> he was laughing the loudest when they pulled the thing out of the dagger just uh, like the sl- semi so oh, that, that, <laughs> that was, was so funny weird. that was funny that, that was, was really funny, funny. Awesome. no idea what that does <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just holds it up he's like oh it's over there I'm like they're doing yeah. like a protractor yeah that, that was like that was amazing amazing coincidence it's like like oh my god let's look at this dagger it has Wait, blood on it. it like I can pull this thing pull this thing for the first time ever in the entirety of the movie and I was like oh it makes sense now oh it's for the destroyed that star in the water yeah it's, it's perfectly like, destroyed convenient. like they could have like used like one second for when they got the knife they're like oh there's a thing here and then just like don't even do it yes that's very true but it's like somehow she's like, oh, I'll just pull this thing. That's that what I'm saying. I think that the, the, the events, the plot events, are so reactionary and linear. Like something happens, so we have to go to the enemy base and get him back. And then while they're getting him back, something else happens. Like, we have to deal with this. And then everything just you're getting strung along without any sort of real closure from event to event. Right. I have a YouTuber that I really like called Nerdwriter. Mm-hmm. He makes fantastic video essays on things like this. He was analyzing Rogue One and said the reason why the first half is really dull and we can speak to that because Tim over here fell asleep for it <laughs> yeah. and the second half I see it every time yeah I do it's really funny how it's exactly the first half and as soon as the second half started he was just like whoosh edge of the seat everything <laughs> um, anyways the reason why the first half was more dull than the second half is because her the girl I forget what her name is Jin Jin Jin, Jin she was very passive in her role everything happening around her she was reacting to Mm-hmm. and like they were telling her what to do but the second half she was like no now we're gonna go take do the plan now we're gonna like take charge and do it so she gets on they get into that planet they do all everything she's take, sending the orders out and they're mm-hmm. you could it's more exciting because she's an active protagonist is that is what he calls it I think it's a real term yeah but, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's yeah. <laughs> but before that she's passive I think interesting in the entirety of episode 9 they're all passive protagonists Mm. because Ray has the potential there's so much potential for all of them to be incredibly active protagonists yeah. just because they're like oh yeah this plan is to go destroy all the st- uh, star destroyers that's not being active because they realized the emperor is doing this and that's why they're doing it that's why it's a passive protagonist there's not a point in the story where they make a decision themselves mm-hmm. it was because the story had to move forward Again, with the knife, with 3PO, not being able to translate us, they had to go to the planet. All their actions mm-hmm. were a result of them discovering something, right. or I think you, Tamor, you said it the best, like, someone on the side was like, hey, it's over there! And they're like, oh, we gotta go over there! Yeah, yeah. But let's be honest, there was one active protagonist in the entire film. Kylo. Kylo Ren. The Force. Because the force made them do everything, it made Finn do everything. The force is always <laughs> he, he was like, he was like, oh my god, I gotta go do this. I gotta go do this. I gotta go do this. Ray was like, I gotta go do this. I gotta do this. The force, oh, I feel it. Like I have to go here. I have to go here. So the force is literally like, they're all just puppets on a string. The greatest Deus Ex Machina. But yeah. in the previous movies, you know, the force would 
give people the choice to do something that would show that their true colors were good or evil. Yeah. Th- this one, I feel like the force is like pulling the strings yeah, from what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Which is really disappointing. I think, Tim, you said the best is in episode five mm-hmm. is where it shows Luke's greatest weakness and that he left his training. Right. Yeah. And that really shows he's human, you know? It's not like the force is constantly saying, you gotta stay, train with Yoda and do it. No, he knows it's a trap, but he cares more about his friends, so takes the trap to save right. his, try and save his friend. Right. Like, none of that none of that risky stuff happens. It's just that, yeah. oh, we have to save the universe, and that's their only driving goal. Right. It's not even like, oh, we need to figure out who Ray's parents are, which, you know, when they... I mean, this is a spoiler talk anyways, but like, <laughs> when the big reveal, which was supposed to be Ray Palpatine, happened, mm-hmm. the entire audience should have been like, <gasps> but I think half of us laughed. <laughs> yeah. That's like, so big. But it was led up poorly, it was set up poorly, and when it happened, it was just like, really? Yeah, there's just too much going on in the movie. They can't focus on enough important stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. everything's important, and when everything's important, nothing's important. Dude, that's a really good point. The entire like conflict that binds the movie is, we're all going to die if we just let this happen. <laughs> yeah. And everything kind of revolves around, like, let's try to stop this one thing so we don't all die. It's not a tangible consequence like we talked about earlier, a tangible conflict for each subplot, you know? Yeah. It's always like this. If we don't do this, everything is done, right? And so everyone just yeah. kind of goes crazy. I don't, I don't think they, like, fully committed to that year. Because, like, why are they trying to show me Poe's background with this masked girl? Yeah. Spice trader. Yes, yeah, spice, spice, spice girl. Spice girl. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, with this imperial, like, badge, chip, whatever thingy, I can leave and get out of this my situation. Well, good for you. Yeah. And then you give it to him two minutes later. That's true. Yeah, like, that's true. That that wasn't fleshed out enough. Yeah, that it's relationship. Like, it's like introduce it, make it do something. Yeah, and that ended up becoming what dro- drove the story more. And I'm like, you did that in like two minutes. Like yeah, minute. for like half a second too. And even what it ended up doing was we get on the ship, and that's it. And yeah. it wasn't yeah. referenced. Yeah. And it was clearly super important to her yeah. because she was gonna like literally start a new life get out of this hellhole that she's in yeah. she, she was gonna use it to leave the planet and guess what she left the planet anyway that's true I don't know how but she did yeah it was like this is very important she's been saving it up all of her life oh never mind. Yeah. she didn't really need it actually yeah I'm gonna give it to the guy who betrayed me years ago and I was threatening to shoot on sight yeah. and Poe didn't really need that backstory I honestly I, I assumed like Poe is like the best pilot in the entire rebellion right that, that was the story we, that's all we need that's all yeah and then like it's like oh he used to run spice yeah. i i didn't need this backstory but okay and he's like yeah. can i kiss you to the spice girl and i'm like oh, I, I i don't know well, what is this i think a lot of people try and defend this too in the fact that there's a lot of these things that happen that they again have a one-liner for before because finn wasn't telling um Poe something, but he only wanted to tell Ray. And Poe was like, "Why aren't you telling me everything?" Finn's like, "Yep, why don't you tell me all about your shady business?" That was like twenty minutes into the movie, and then twenty minutes later, they're like, "Oh look, he has a shady business." Oh, foreshadowing! Yeah. Hey, I'm like, mm. I didn't get it at all. <laughs> yeah, well, the, there was like a little like it, it was peppered <laughs> spice. Oh, it was peppered throughout the movie. It was like introduce this one thing, resolve it a little bit later. Like introduce like, oh, Poe had a shady backstory. Oh, he was running spice. Right. Mm. Oh, there's no payoff. 
Yeah, there's yeah. no payoff. Oh, Finn had something to tell Ray. Never tell him. <laughs> oh, that was horrible. Completely broke me off there. For the we entire to, movie, we had to, Tim looked that up to see what Finn wanted to tell Ray. I mean, you know, it's a bad thing. I said I searched up on Google. I said, "Why did Finn?" And then it auto populated with "Why did Finn?" Oh, it's not Finn. So what did Finn? Need yeah, to tell what him? did Finn? And he, says the first thing is, "What did Finn have to tell Ray?" That's the first thing. Yeah, and like they totally made it in some way that Finn wanted to tell like some deep dark like feelings for her or something I like that. I thought it was love. Or something. I thought it was love. Like yeah. straight up just like, yeah, let's just not do it when Poe's around. Why would Poe even make a difference if Finn, the reason why, what he wanted to say confirmed by the director was that he's force sensitive. Why can't he just tell Poe that? Yeah. What difference would it make if you told Poe? Because Poe's a spice trader. Right? <laughs> you can't trust him. It's too spicy. What's he yeah. gonna do? He like Poe knows two force sensitive people, Leia and Ray, and he's and Finn is not gonna tell Poe that he's force sensitive. Poe's gonna be jealous. He's gonna be like, "Come on, everyone's getting the force. Why can't I get the force?" Clearly, his midi chlorians are way too low. Yeah. Also, I don't understand how Finn is force sensitive. You know, <sighs> dude. I feel like some people who really want to defend that are gonna say like episodes seven or eight. They're foreshadowing it because he was holding the lightsaber. I'm yeah. wondering mm-hmm. if everyone who somehow departed from the Empire somehow had all of them had some sort of feeling. I'm wondering if they're hinting at that that's them that's all of them are force sensitive people who had interesting this kind of awakening. Didn't they I forget in which episode, maybe seven or eight. Didn't the didn't they hint that they were harvesting when they harvested younglings, I don't remember where it's from, but I remember that they harvested younglings who had some level of force sensitivity in them. Oh, really? Yeah. This was from a movie? I don't remember where I heard this from, but I do remember that they actually targeted younglings who were Force-sensitive in something, and depending on your level of Force-sensitivity, it was where you were put in the first episode. So if you are like, basic, like, almost nothing, you were, like, a Stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. But if you were better, you would be, like, the Red Guards or some oh. higher guards, right? Oh. And then the Knights of Ren were literal Jedi in training, so... But that just brings up another fact about the movie um, that we talked about briefly. But in episode 7, Finn uses the lightsaber. Yeah. Which, in my mind, I thought that lightsabers were just tools of the Jedi, right? Like, they could only be used by Jedi, but it showed that, oh, anyone could use it. Because Finn wasn't Force-sensitive or anything like that. Yeah. And then at the end of episode 8, they're hinting at, like, they're more, I mean, more Jedi because the little boy was using the Force to, like, sweep the thing. And so it's like... And they talked about Rey... Like, you come from no one, or something like that. And they totally retcon all that, because it's like, well, actually, Finn is important. He is Force-sensitive, so he could use a lightsaber. Oh, oh, Rey? She's actually a Palpatine, so that's really, really big. Yeah. And you have to be important to be able to use a Force. That's, that's <laughs> what they just said. Yeah. It's like, the exact opposite of what they said in 8. Yeah, because, like, I like that fact about 8, was, like, there are Force-sensitive people out there, but they could be completely unrelated. And, like, they don't have to be important to any story. They're just you know, gifted in a way, you know? Like, they're not used to progress the story, but now it's like, every single Force-sensitive person in Nine was like, they were important to the story. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, okay, well... Mm. I don't know, maybe Ryan's goal was to, to, like, say, hey, we're done with the Skywalker so- saga, let's end it now, and bring balance by killing everyone. But J.J. was like, no, we must go back to the roots! I don't know. Mm, yeah. <sighs> I just like the message that it taught kids, you know? Like, you don't have to be important. Right. It's okay to be an NPC. It's not something innate. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Episode 
8 does that good. I, honestly, episodes 8's bad rep comes from that stupid casino crap. Well, that I was a waste of time, let's be honest. It was a waste of time. And Rose, don't shit on the actor. She's got not, she's got a lot of uh, hate as it is, but Rose's character sucked. That dumb romance. And the whole premise. Oh. I, think, I think just like Luke doing something like that, I think it... It didn't. It wasn't true to Star Wars lore and the heart of it, but in terms of a story, I think it was a better story than that. Yeah, because it because it humanized it humanized everyone. Like it, it, it yeah. goes, It's it's the same types of decisions that like Luke was struggling with. You're like, oh, he had a hard decision to make. Same with like the episode five we were talking about. Like seven and nine, it's just the fantasy. It's cool to see all this stuff, but that's it. Like. It's the world. Yeah, but, I, I think that's why season, or episode 7 and 9 were more liked by audiences than 8 was it was just fantasy. Like, you could just disconnect and not care, and it would still be, like, amazing, fantastical movie. Yeah. But if you actually, like, plugged in, like, your electrical socket and tried to care about all these characters and storylines, <laughs> and it's like, it just falls apart. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I think my beef with a lot of it is that the movie would have still been the same, if you took out characters. Yeah. Yeah, like, in, you could argue that they did certain actions that were necessary for, like, action scenes. But in terms of emotional weight and, like, the emotional storytelling, some... I mean, like, what's her name? Um, Rose couldn't... Yeah. was useless. Um, like, in a lot of ways, Finn is pretty useless because he's just going around screaming, like, Ray! And then... <laughs> Chewie! Chewie! Yeah, every time Chewie. something happens to someone, no! Chewie's useless. Like, besides that one plot point, Lando's somewhat useless. Like, a lot of people don't... Like, the story doesn't change without them being there. They're not... Like you said, yeah. it's because they're not active characters, right? And that's why, like, I forget, like, who was in the ship when X thing happened, right? Like, you don't remember because not all of them had distinct roles yep. and things that they were doing. Yeah, you can think back to every single other episode from 1 through 6. And if I tell you a point like, oh, who was... Uh, I mean, Darth Maul versus who... Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon that's pretty obvious mm -hmm. and then who was in pod racing Anakin <laughs> and who was on the ship with when they first landed on uh, Anakin Tatooine you could probably name almost all of them because they were all most of them were pretty important and oh, what's another good one anyways point being if you name scenes you'll not be able to tell who what characters were there yeah oh but if you told me in episode 9 like who who was on why like I already forgot like at the beginning of the movie like why were they even on this trip to get this information what, what, what was the purpose of it then I had to be reminded by I think by Tamora and Tim that they were getting a message that Palpatine had sent out that they somehow missed oh and you, you know what in this entire conversation you just reminded me that General Hux was a spy totally forgot that oh my god well he died yeah he died he died so so quickly and his reason to do all that was like Kylo Ren has to lose. But, right. But, like, why? You know, like, what What does he gain from it? Does he gain, yeah. like, something? Well, I don't know. we could argue that his, whatever, his spyness was only to show the real villainy of the general who took over. But that wasn't even done super well. Yeah. I don't even know his name. Do you know his name? No. Who was the name of the other general? No, no I have no idea. No idea. Yeah. But at least with General Hux, like, he could have, the reason why he sucked was because it was so obvious that in 7 and 8 that they were trying to make him like 
jealous of Kylo and everything. It was just literally stuffed in your face because the only time he had any kind of character development was when they did like a brief shot of him, just like like making a face at Kylo or being smashed by Kylo. Like like that's it. That's the only thing that happens. Yeah. And that, and then like he's like, I want Kylo to lose. I'm like, yeah, but what else have you done? Like yeah, you're the spy, but it's kind of with. The same with like Game of Thrones. They literally just do small. <laughs> Game of Thrones spoilers too. Yeah. No, I'm not saying it's okay, spoilers. Okay. <laughs> I'm just like for those of you who have watched Game of Thrones and have known that season eight wrapped horribly, it's like they do things so freaking obvious to you that's kind of and they expect you to infer that because the sky is blue. <laughs> that it means you're depressed or something like that. Like some blatant symbolism slash foreshadowing that you're you're like, I guess that's what's going to happen. And yeah, that happens. You're like, oh, he was the spy. It, it's a very, sh it's basically what I'm trying to say. It was very shallow. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a, I feel like the more you analyze it, the more there is to dislike. But if you just watch it passively and don't care about anything and just like, ooh, ha, light swords. Do, 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 do. It was not bad. Yeah. It's like, um, a movie you watch at home that's on TV, and when the action scenes are on, you look at the TV. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those kinds of movies, like yeah. an ABC Family or something. Yeah. Yeah, I love those action movies in ABC Family. ABC Family. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think if Endgame didn't come out, I would actually rate this movie a lot higher because it's so hard to connect one <coughs> to multiple, like trying to connect that one movie to. Eight or movies is a feat in itself. That's incredible. Yeah, but Endgame did twenty. Endgame and Infinity War did twenty. Yeah, but you can also argue that Endgame had twenty to grasp from. You know, like they exactly. had twenty movies to build these characters I mean, that you care had, about them. Each character had a movie to build its own yeah. character yeah, multiple from. too. Yeah. And then like yeah. this one just had three, where they had Ray, Finn, Poe, all these characters that like add to the story, but they are not like solo characters. Right. They are part of that cast. Still, yeah. at the end of the day, if you like look at it from like a objective, no, sorry, not objective, a standalone movie, if Endgame could be still be hailed both critically and by the audience as like fantastic movies, why couldn't this movie do it? So, I mean, like, yes, there's like there's issues and things like that back and forth, but all I'm trying to say is because Endgame exists, I'm like, you could have done better. And my rating oh, just yeah. goes down because of it. Because a lot of people do say, like, even when Game, Game of Season 8 came out, people were like, it's so hard to wrap up eight seasons of a show. It's so tough. You gotta give them credit. You gotta give them some slack. I'm like, yeah, but the Russo brothers did it. Like, yeah. you can't, you cannot use that as an excuse. Yeah, but to be fair, they didn't wrap up the Avengers. They wrapped up specific character stories. Yeah, yeah. They didn't wrap up everyone. True, true. Whereas Game of Thrones set out to wrap up everyone's story... Even though it was 99% unfinished. In six episodes, when they clearly needed more time. Anyways, oh my god. We can, we can get on that later. <laughs> yeah, that one's... Uh, Game of Thrones is the worst. All right. Yeah. Well, I, well, if we had to give... Um, uh, what's the movie called? Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. Um, Rise of Skywalker ring. What would you guys say? Uh, 6 out of 10 and it's saved by its beautiful visuals yeah honestly beautiful 6 out of 10 I'll be different and say 5 because oh. <laughs> it wasn't oh. it wasn't an entertaining movie it was entertaining solely because of how bad it was there's a point where 
Actually, no. There's not. There's no point. I just, I, I'm, I would give it a five, but I like the that fantasy universe, the sci-fi fantasy, so much that because it was visually stunning, and I'm just a sucker for that stuff. I yeah. gave it like a plus one. Yeah. yeah. So the VFX artists, ten out of ten. Oh, seriously, Amazing. ten out of ten. Great job. Yeah. Get, get Christmas bonuses. You all deserve it for sure. And they're not gonna get it. Though. Yeah, they're probably contracted. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> they're probably contracted. Uh, but yeah, a strong five showing mm-hmm. from Rise of Skywalker. What would you? I guess for anyone listening, I guess it would give them a comparison to go off. What would you give eight? Eight? Yeah. Okay. It's hard to say because I I like it more after I watched nine. Yeah, that's true. That's um, true. Okay. Let me let me. Well, after I watched eight, I would have said five. Okay. Like in the theaters, I would have said five, but after seeing the story that it told, I'll give it a good six and a half. Okay. How about you? I would I would give it a solid six too. Okay. I kind of feel the same way, but after the Last Jedi, I would give like when I came out of the theaters, I would have given it a six, but now after watching nine, I'm like, all right, that's a seven. <laughs> that's yeah. probably. I seven. I would have given eight like a four after the theaters because I was like. Uh, like, <laughs> what are they doing now? Yeah. But after nine, I'll give it. I'll bump it up to six. Yeah. Like I wouldn't say like that movie by itself is better than nine. It definitely did a lot of things right and a lot of things wrong. Yeah. Same with nine. So yeah. I feel like I'm gonna rate them both six. Like boom. Okay. Equals. And then seven. Six point five seven. But something that I I heard once that I think makes a good point is that the second movie of a trilogy always has the toughest job because mm-hmm. you have to. Yeah. Work with all the lore and all the characters that the first movie made, but you can't end with complete finality. Yeah. You have to still create some sort of interest while completing a conflict in and of its like in and of itself. Yeah. And so the second movie always has the toughest job. Yeah. And so, you know, upon reflection I think Last Jedi is even better because again, like the the lore and the heart of Star Wars might have been lost in a lot of places, but the actual story that was told I think wasn't a bad story. Yeah. yeah. So seven is six and a half, seven. Seven knows yeah, six and a half, yeah. seven. What about you? Uh, seven? I just didn't like it because there's so much fan service. Like, it was just like too much fan service, too much of the same thing of four that I didn't really like it. Yeah. And I felt like it was a waste of my time to be sitting in the theaters and watching Star Wars Episode Seven. Even though it was like, oh my god, Star Wars is back. But it's not really back. It's just the same story with different characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I would give it a five. I would I gave it an 8 because it's a good intro to a trilogy that ended up being trash anyways but it was it was a <laughs> it was like if you were gonna do any of that fan servicing it would be this it would be this one because this is like what 13 13 some years after the episode 3 came out yeah. honestly you know what you 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 can uh, you can you can tease me a bit with all that fan service. you can like feed me a bit of that good stuff yeah um and he did it. JJ does it that well, but it was a similar struggle in that he had to rope in neck beard, like you know, heavily breathing Star Wars fans, <laughs> and a new generation of yeah. people who are gonna like Star Wars. So I think he had a really tough task on his hands for the, yeah. that first movie. Yeah. Um, and I think they did more with the cinematography techniques in terms of like building the world, like the yeah. things about like that down yeah. you know, Star Destroyer and stuff like that in the desert. Yeah. There are a lot of things where I thought like, wow, they did a really good job showing like how much time has passed since the last movie while kind of keeping the grand scale. So I think it still did a good job. I think 9 was just really sad. It didn't have any of those, like, moments 
yeah. I feel, or they yeah. were passed on too quickly because there wasn't enough time and space to flesh out each moment. Yeah, definitely too not enough time. It shouldn't have been that shouldn't have been the focus anyways too. Like, but still. it's a problem when you have two and a half hours and still not enough time to yeah. tell a good story. So you gotta make it a TV show instead. Just take <laughs> all the time, so. all the time in the world. Anyways, trilogy is done. So. But so my, just wait till episode 10, 11, and 12, baby. Yeah, who's going to direct the those? I don't know. I don't feel okay if Ryan directed all of them. Because then I mean, he, at least he would have like a story in mind for all three of them. Yeah, they, they did say that the writers of Game of Thrones were going to have a new trilogy of Star Wars to work with. That they were going to... They, they had canned them. Yeah, but they canned them. They, <laughs> but they were in the talks of doing a new trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty sure they're still gonna make a new trilogy. Yeah, you gotta get that Star Wars money. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just like. I don't want them to make episode ten. Like if they're making it in Star Wars trilogy, make it about something completely different. Mm. Mm. It wouldn't be in episode ten then. You're right. It would be mm. a different Star Wars movie entirely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why I like Ryan to do it because he knew this is a new generation. We gotta do something new that defines this trilogy. And that's why, like, The Last Jedi is so hated sometimes. Because it's... Honestly, like, you said it too. Like, they kind of said, screw the lore, we're just going to write this. And, you know, Casino Scene still sucks. But at least he was trying to get at something different. Yeah. We'll just get John Favreau to do it. Sure. Yeah. Dude, he's, he, he did Mandalorian, did Lion King, does all these crazy different projects. He's like... I'm okay about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll just get, like, the Russo brothers. But I don't know. I don't know how they would take Star Wars. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, I don't know. Because someone who wants to do it and can do it well. Approved. That's really yeah. hard. That's really hard. Yeah. We'll <laughs> that's really hard to find. I will Disney do it. Then. I will do it. I will happily do it for Disney. Oh, God. I'll make the, my axe. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make the choices have consequences. Thanks, dude. You sound like a freaking maniac. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Disney is. I just don't want. Yeah, I know. True. Well, yeah. Well, thank you both for joining me on this podcast, you know. This rant. In the future, feel free to, you know, reach out. We can always, like, catch up again, do another podcast, too. We could, like, all watch a movie again. You know, because, like, we're all in different locations. We could always do it over, like, Discord and stuff like that. But that would be very fun. I, I like, I love talking to you guys, you know? Yeah. Uh, but thank, oh, well, thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank nice. You. <laughs> Thanks for everyone who watched the episode. Uh, again, these uh, episodes are available on my YouTube channel, also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So you can download and listen to The Road if you want to. Also, YouTube, do you, you want a- to? Do you use Anchor? What Anchor? Apparently, they do all that stuff for you. They upload to all the podcast places for you. No, I, I use a different site. Never mind. And then Thanks all do- for having us. Yeah. yeah, thanks tomorrow for having us over. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for hanging out. And then... Uh, for those of you listening to the podcast, I put out a video of the best of Taze for the decade with all my videos this past Sunday. And then the next Sunday is going to be a video of VR gameplay. So stay tuned for that because these come out on Wednesday, every other Wednesday, bi-weekly Wednesday. So if you like it, stay <laughs> tuned. All right. And we'll see you in the next one. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. See ya.